This interview is made possible by my friends at Athens Screen Printing, HP Overhead Door Company, Speedy Tech Repair, and Tinsley Law and Title. Their sponsorship makes it possible for me to provide free content to the community. Please say thank you by visiting each of their Facebook pages. Hello friends, this is Michael from Hannigan Media and I am here with Henderson County Sheriff Bodie Hillhouse via the Zoom Room, which is the uh, new way that we do business in 2020. How are you doing today, Sheriff? Doing well. How are you, Mike? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I got to admit, I would much rather be in your office. Uh, it's just, I, I'm just an old guy and so I'm used to doing things face to face. But I'm happy that we can do it this way and get our uh, do our podcast. Sure. All right. Well, we got quite a few things to uh, go over today. Some important things. So let's get started. What's going on with the stats? Uh, last week, since we met, the jail has booked in 79 individuals, 16 females, 63 males. Uh, our average so far this year has been 350. Uh, today, we have 351 in jail, and 39 of those out-of-county, Rockwall and Benzie County inmates. So the out-of-county inmates down a little bit, and I'm going to guess that that's pretty much just because the the entire jail prison system is trying to stay without as much movement in it as you would normally have. Yes, sir. Whenever we first had a couple of jailers test positive, uh, our we kind of locked down our out-of-county contract inmates and the ones, the numbers that have dropped have just been numbers that have uh, their sentences up or they had to move on to another county or state penitentiary. Sure, sure. Um, all right. Otherwise, sounds very normal for Henderson County. Um, you know, you and I have talked about that before. It's, I, I guess it makes sense just from statistics and math that, you know, things seem to even out. But our statistics tend to be very steady in Henderson County. Um, all right, well, over the last week, one of the biggest stories uh, that's been going on is a missing persons case that you've been dealing with. Would you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, sir, we're working a missing person, uh, Troy Brandon Cole. He's uh, 41 years old, uh, 6'1", 145 pounds, brown hair, blue eyes. He lives at a residence on uh, Highway 19 North here in Athens, or just north of Athens. And um, he was seen riding, he was last seen riding his bicycle, the Blue Tracks bicycle on Highway 19 South of Athens. And uh, that, and then he's basically just just vanished, uh, been able, been unable to locate him. Uh, uh, after he, we had a witness see him on, on South 19 riding his bicycle, and uh, we received a few tips after I put that, uh, uh, put the post out on Facebook asking for people's help, and, uh, but the tips have pretty much let us know where we've been able, we haven't been able to locate him, and, and we're concerned. If anybody has any information or, or uh, uh, knows uh, Troy, and has seen him lately, please give us a call at the sheriff's office at 903-675-5128. So when did he go missing? How long has it been? He, he's been missing for uh, a few weeks now. Oh, wow. Has it been that long? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, and the last place he was seen was on his bike on South 19. 
Um, how old did you say Troy was again? 41 years old. 41. So now there are posts up on uh, the Henderson County Sheriff's Office website, uh, a Facebook page. Um, and we've shared those to the What's Happening page. I've seen them on the Athens Review uh, page. Everybody's shared his photo around. Um, so it, it should be a fairly well-known story to everybody in Henderson County. Uh, would you give everybody, and the other thing is, uh, I want to get that phone number one more time, because uh, this is the kind of case that it's really going to take a tip to, to, to figure out what's going on. Yes, sir. There's really no leads at all at this point. Not at this point. Uh, every lead we've gotten, is come, we've come up with nothing. Uh, phone number is 903-675-5128. The other part of that is you can contact uh, the sheriff's office through the Facebook page. Yes. Um, and the uh, sheriff is the administrator of the Facebook page. He's the only one who's the administrator of the Facebook page. So when you speak or when you message the Henderson County Sheriff's Office Facebook page, you're talking directly to the sheriff. And so if you have any information about Troy, please uh, uh, contact the, the Sheriff's Office. Um, friends and family are really worried about Troy right now. Yes, and sir. so uh, any information would be greatly appreciated. Yes, sir. Uh, okay, um, as we move on, um, you know, you and I, the last few weeks, have had to talk a whole lot about COVID and not a whole lot about um, crime in our county. Uh, but in the past week, you've put out quite a few press releases about uh, drug arrests. And I'd like to just talk for just a second about drugs in the county. And, and so what are you seeing now? I mean, we had a little bit of a pause. It was almost like the, the, the criminals and the, and, and the drug users kind of closed down with the state because of COVID, but now everything's opened up again. And that means that it's open for drugs. Yes, sir. Meth, meth, meth is still our main problem here. Um, and we continue to uh, enforce uh, drug-related offenses, uh, like I've talked before, you know, probably on a conservative side, probably 80 percent, 80 to 85 percent of the people in that's locked up in the jail have some type of substance abuse problem, and uh, it's it's a major problem here. Methamphetamine is our major problem, and uh, our deputies are doing a great job, and investigators are doing a great job. They continue to work those cases and, and try to get as much of the meth off the streets as we can. We've been successful. Uh, since I've been here, we've been successful the last few weeks, and uh, it's just, uh, you know, it, it's it's a bad deal when someone starts using this type of drug. Uh, I see very few people ever uh, walk away from it, and uh, it, it, it just, and it's not only them that it affects, it's just unfortunate. Um, you know, they get addicted, and then they start doing then they start committing crimes to support their habit, and then it starts affecting uh, their personal life, their families, and uh, you know. So we're we're trying to get as much of it off the street and help these people out uh, to get off meth as quickly as possible. And I know, um, and I've actually heard this from some people. You know, you put out press releases or whatever with these drug arrests, and and for some people, they look at the drug arrests and they think, 
wow, that doesn't look like a very big arrest. But those little arrests, they lead to bigger arrests, don't they? A hundred percent they do. Uh, I mean, that's where you got to start. You got to start your investigation somewhere. And if you can get get the users and uh, the small time dealers, uh, a lot of times you just continue those investigations. And that's why we work. That's why we have the uh, drug enforcement unit or the narcotics division here at the sheriff's office. And then we're attached to the DEA uh, drug task force in Tyler. Uh, you know, you start with the small cases and you work those cases and send them up as far as you can go to get the larger, larger amounts off the street. And you and I have talked in the past about the fact that, you know, the, the entire meth industry has gone through a change in the last few years where in Henderson County, we've gone from meth labs to meth being brought into the county from the from Mexico and have you seen any change in in that flow in 2020 I mean 2020 has changed everything else I'm just wondering has that changed anything with that flow it, it really hasn't the uh, uh the cartels are still pretty much in control of the methamphetamine here in uh, East Texas and it's coming from Mexico and what we're seeing usually comes up to Dallas and filters back down to us because we're only 70 miles south of Dallas. So we're pretty much in that circle of the Dallas kind of drug cartel. All right. Well, one of the stories to move on just a little bit from this, one of the stories that you released, I think you released it this morning, actually, was about a a methamphetamine arrest um, that was connected to a game room in Maybank. And that made me start thinking a little bit about game rooms. I, I think I've been writing about game rooms and the problems that they cause uh, going back to the very first year of Sheriff Brownlow. That's yeah. how long I've been writing about this. So tell us about game rooms in, in Henderson County and just generally, what's the problem with game rooms? I mean, hey, I, I'm an adult. I should be able to go into a game room and and play these games that are, you know, legal anyway, right? The games themselves aren't illegal. It's the way they're operated. And with people paying cash out, um, you know, that's what really makes the games uh, illegal in the state of Texas, which gambling is a misdemeanor offense. Um, so what we used to be up against was we would shut the game rooms down. It was a misdemeanor offense. You got a slap on the hand. They made, they made large amounts of money. The owners of those game rooms and the operators of those game rooms made large amounts of money. So it was worth them taking a chance and it was worth them uh, maybe getting a little, uh, you know, a little misdemeanor on their record. Um, we have started, uh, over a couple of years ago, we started prosecuting those as we're trying to file them as felony cases um, and filing them not as gambling, but as engaging in organized criminal activity. We had some success with that. Uh, the DA's office actually successfully prosecuted some felony cases out of that and, and they closed them down and they, they were closed for almost a year here in Henderson County, which we were, we were blessed. Um, now they've slowly but surely started to open back up and, uh, it's not really the game rooms themselves. I mean, they're uh, they're just they're not they're not safe places to be. 
a lot of times you find elderly folks on a fixed income, uh, you know, don't want to drive all the way to Louisiana, so they end up in the local game room, and and uh, we're in those game rooms all the time, and we are catching felons out of there. We're catching wanted fugitives. Um, people are in there selling drugs out of there, so it's just not a it's not a safe environment for folks to be in. And uh, that's why we work on them and continue to work on them to try to close their doors. Uh, number one, gambling is illegal in the state of Texas. And number two, they just, uh, they just attract, attract the criminal element. And so I think that's, you know, one of the things that people say is they look at a game room and they say, okay, that game room is open. Why doesn't, why don't police go in and just shut it down? Well, the answer is because the game room by itself isn't illegal, right? The gaming, the games themselves aren't illegal. In fact, they've got a, a tax sticker on them from the state. Yes, they have. every sticker usually has has a comptroller sticker uh, from the state, and the games themselves are not illegal. It's just how they use them and how they pay out uh, that makes it an illegal establishment. And to be able to I mean, you've got to be able to have a case and you've got to have probable cause to be able to go in there and actually uh, run a search warrant and collect all the game room, collect all the games and, and file a case. And, and that's just not, you can't just walk in there and do that. I mean, right. You know, you've got to have cooperating individuals, uh, undercover law enforcement. There's things you've got to have to, to make that stuff happen. And we're going to continue to work on them. Uh, and, uh, see what we can get done, but they're, they're just, they're not safe places to be. Right. And that's the other thing about that too. And I remember all the way back to Sheriff Brownlow, him telling me, like, if, if I have to put, decide where I'm going to put my resources, because you have limited resources at the sheriff's office. If I have to decide where I'm going to put my resources and I have the choice between taking out a big meth dealer or going after a game room, I'm going to go after the meth dealer. And you have to make those choices all the time as a sheriff. Um, and so, because a game room, it does. To, to shut down a game room, especially if you're going to try and build a uh, organized crime case, that has to take a lot of work. It does. It takes a lot of work. <clears throat> And after you after you execute the search warrant, that investigator is usually tied up for a couple of weeks just on that one case, and that's uh, not including the the weeks it takes to actually get enough evidence together to to go and, and get a search warrant and execute a search warrant on the property. Um, you know, they they're long winded investigations. Um, we've had success with them, and uh, but they do take a long time and. You know we're going to do what we can do, and, I, and I'm proud that the deputies are. Uh, you know when they're not answering calls or stopping cars, you know they're they're going in them and looking around. That's how we made the drug arrest last night. Uh, you know they're just going in and checking them out and letting them know, hey, we're still here and we're still watching you. And uh, eventually we'll we'll be able to get a case and and close their doors. It's just, but it's it's a never. You feel like you never win because eventually they're going to open right back up, but you just. You can't stop. All right. So there you go. Straight from the sheriff himself. Let's stay out of the game rooms, guys. I mean, like you want to shut down game rooms for good. Nobody show up and play in them. Then they're going to shut down for good. 
because the only reason that they're open is because people show up and gamble in them. All right. Well, that's going to wrap things up for uh, this week with Sheriff Bodie Hill House. Sheriff, thank you very much for spending time with us. We really appreciate it. Uh, and one last time, remember, folks, uh, the Sheriff's Office is looking for information about Troy Cole, 41 years old from Athens, a missing person. And if you have any information about Troy, please contact the Sheriff at the Sheriff's Office. Sheriff, thank you for your time, and we'll see you next week. Thank you, Mike. Have a good one.